Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Adriana McKinnon. She's the CEO of Youth Center of Texas, a transitional living program for female survivors of childhood sex trafficking in San Antonio, Texas. Throughout her career, Adriana has supported both private and nonprofit organizations through operational administration, financial management, strategic planning, and evaluation of programs and initiatives. Adriana is a cross-cultural, bilingual, and first-generation Mexican-American counselor, and her professional commitment is to help all individuals live their relationships in a society that grants them justice, equity, and dignity ensuring that victim services are diverse, inclusive, accessible, and culturally and structurally competent for all individuals. Uh, Welcome to the show, Adriana. Thank you, Marisa, for the kind uh, introduction. I'm very excited to be here today. So it's really exciting um, to hear about, you know, this is a topic that's really, you know, difficult to talk about, right? Sex trafficking, Um, but the services you provide are you know really uh, very unique and focused on um, you know diverse and um, you know those survivors right and I think it's really important because there's there are a lot of services out there but what made you get into this um, you know in creating this organization or running this organization and how did you fall into it and what makes it unique. Um. I started working with victims and survivors about 16 years ago. Um, I am a psych major. um, And um, most recently, I decided to pursue a career on becoming a licensed counselor uh, to serve um, specifically undocumented migrant women who had been victims of uh, intimate partner violence, uh, family violence, sex trafficking, human trafficking. I am a first-generation Mexican-American, uh, the daughter of migrant uh, parents. And I believe that it is my ethical, professional commitment to give back to my community. Um, statistically, there is more females affected by uh, sex trafficking and intimate partner violence. Um, Also, statistically, there is more brown and black women victims of intimate partner violence and sex trafficking. Um, So there is a great need uh, to work with this specific population. At the same time, I I feel very strongly that you have to have the cultural competency to address issues such as complex trauma, trauma bonds, uh, PTSD, that all these uh, women, they suffer um, as a consequence of their victimization. So at the beginning of my career, I specifically work with the Spanish speaking only undocumented women that they are trafficked between the border uh, between Mexico and the US. 
when I was at my shelter, previous shelter in Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, down the coast. And so that's how I started working with specifically human trafficking um, survivors. Um, most recently, I decided to come to San Antonio to Youth Center of Texas about a year and a half, uh, mainly because there is a tremendous gap of services for women ages 18 to 22. There is a lot of services for children available, right? Because usually a minor that suffers victimization, CPS gets involved, law enforcement gets involved. There is multiple agencies that get involved because it's child welfare. But as soon as the child turns 18, year, 18 years uh, of age, all those services are discontinued. There is no more services available for young women. And so they are very, very vulnerable as it is. And if they don't have a continuum of services, they are most likely gonna be re-victimized, end up homeless in the street, using drugs and even murder. So their, their vulnerabilities increase tremendously if there is no that continuum of services once those young women, they age out of the system. And so that really, really um, made an impression on me. Uh, there is a great need to cover that gap of children aging out of foster care system, that they have a history of sex trafficking or commercial sexual exploitation. And so our mission is to hopefully offer holistic services, to those survivors, um, young women, they're, they're just getting uh, into uh, uh, adulthood and they're just getting ready to be uh, independent, be living and independent uh, uh, on their own. And they still need support services. Um, human trafficking, sex trafficking, that type of victimization causes tremendous damage to a human being. It's one of the most horrific crimes a human being can suffer. And the process of healing can take years. I professionally have worked with survivors that they had been in their healing journey for the rest of their lives because the impact that those crimes they have on every aspect of their lives is, is, is just devastating. So they need a continuum of services. They are all experiencing complex trauma. They are all experiencing PTSD. They have uh, many, many other uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, uh, just they, 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 it, their victimization has caused them um, uh, serious uh, mental health issues. And so the healing process can take a very, very long time and it's very complex. There is not a whole lot of counselors uh, that they actually work with this population. It's very difficult. <laughs> I, 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 I would like to be honest about that. It's very difficult, it's challenging. Um, it's, uh, it's a professional job that in order for me to do it, I also do have to put 
a lot of emphasis on my own mental health in order for me to give to my clients. I have a counselor myself, had for many years. That's probably one of the most recommendations that I give to new counselors and also counselors that they have been in practice for a, for a, for a while. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to put emphasis in our own mental health so we can give, so we can help others. So our uh, gas tank can be full and then we can give to others. I have seen a lot of counselors that they experience early burnout in their careers. They just don't have the bandwidth to, to, to work with survivors because if you think about you are already, you have your own children, you have your own spouse, you have your own family, you have your own parents, somebody's getting sick, you have financial issues, you have your own life challenges uh, that you have to deal with. And so what I want to encourage all counselors is practice self-care. If you want to have longevity in this field, if you want to work in this field for a very long time or for the rest of your career, you need to prioritize your own mental health. You need to uh, make that as a priority and practice it. Have a very uh, a structure because that's what I do. I have a very structured um, self-care uh, system that I practice on a daily basis. And in order for me to serve my clients, I have to do that first. There, there are so many things that you said that are so important. One, um, healing is a lifetime journey. I always say that. I actually have a talk called Healing is a Lifetime Journey because it is. You never stop. Uh, you know, I'm in my 50s. I still have a therapist. Uh, you know, you have to you have to be able to take care of yourself, especially when you've experienced trauma, like really severe trauma in your life. Um, even when you think you're fine, something can trigger you and you go, wow, where did that come from? And, and it always hits you. So it's something that you, you always have to work on. Um, but, but working with the youth 18 to 22, I, I always say is such a critical time because a lot of my clients are my age, right? A lot of my clients are, you know, forties and fifties and they've had success in their life. Maybe their kids are grown or they're professionals. Um, but they've never fully addressed their trauma and they've had severe trauma. And so if you can get this early, right? Like if you can, if you, like for me, I didn't really start trying to heal my trauma until my forties. If I had started earlier, I could have, my life could have been so different. And so I, I just think it's so important that getting, you know, to these children young, and, and they are still children. 18 to 22 is, is, are still children. And there really aren't services out there unless they independently go out and, and get themselves a counselor and, and get themselves the help that they need or go into a program. And yet they can't afford to at that age because mental health is expensive. So that it's not like they're going to go find a counselor um, on their own to pay for it. And so um, I think it's, you have a really... Um, a, a spot, a special spot that that is, you know, the gap is being filled for an area that really is important in addressing mental health. Yes, um, absolutely, Marisa. Early intervention is very, very effective. Early intervention is the best. Um, 
unfortunately, in my culture, counseling is not a thing, right? Um, we don't practice uh, self-care. We don't see counselors. We don't talk to strangers about things that they are bothering us or happening in our home. Um, so in, in my case, it, it, it was a cultural component as well. Um, you're crazy. You're going to talk to a counselor, right? Why do you want to talk to a counselor? You can talk to your mom. You can talk to your dad. You can talk to your auntie. You can talk to your grandma. You don't have to be talking to or paying somebody to sit there and listen to you, right? And so in my case, it was uh, it was a, a cultural component to, to it. Um, specifically, when I think about the girls that we serve, I always think this is the generation that is coming after me. I... I'm 48 years old. I already went to college. I have a career. I am successful as what I do. I love passionate. I'm passionate about what I do. Uh, I'm financially stable. I achieve a career and a professional life, a family as well. So it's no longer about me. It's now who's coming after me? Because these girls are our future counselors our future attorneys, our future doctors, nurses, you know, uh, politicians, governor, uh, <laughs> council members. That's the generation that is coming after me. And so are we really putting emphasis on helping it again, helping them get prepared for, for their future life, right? Um, it's so important also addressing their uh, their trauma early on. If you don't, it will forever be with you. It will add on and it will become very, very complex and very difficult to manage. You'll come Most back. Definitely. And then you see that what you do is so rewarding for you. You talk about your success, your career and your family, but this right here has got to be something that always drives you every day, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. It's very, I'm, I'm very passionate about what I do, um, Neil. It's, uh, it is, it's my hope and my, uh, my dream that uh, more survivors that they have experienced sex trafficking, sexual exploitation, will know that healing is possible. It's a difficult process. It's a long process. It's a long and slow process. But healing can happen. I have seen it. And I know it can be, it, it can be cheap. That's, that's so important. And you can, and when you're in it, you may not think it, you know, you may not think it's possible, but you absolutely can. And I love what you're doing. I absolutely love that you are, you are helping our future leaders and they are our future leaders in any role that they take. And especially the cultural piece. Boy, I'll tell you, that is so important as a first generation Sicilian I know the importance of that. So thank you for what you do. We are out of time though. Where um, where can people find you and what last words of advice would you like to give our audience? Well, uh, please uh, follow follow us in, uh, in social media, Youth Center of Texas. Uh, also our website, um, youthcenterofdexas.org. Um, there's a lot of information about what we do and how can you get involved um, supporting our program um, and su supporting the survivors that we serve. Um, for my fellow counselors, if you 
when I work with victims and survivors of sex trafficking, do it. It's a it's an incredible work. It is rewarding. It's unique. It, it it is challenging, but we need more counselors in the field that will specifically work with survivors of uh, sex trafficking that they are experiencing uh, complex trauma and PTSD. We need more counselors in that particular field. Um, take care of yourself. Practice good self care. That's the number one rule. But we need more counselors that they they will want to work with this specific population. And so many of us who have been victims of trauma, that's what we wind up doing overall, right? <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure meeting you. Um, thank you, Adriana. And we'll put thank you, Marisa. We'll put your links in the in the description. Thank you for for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.